It's that time of the week, ladies and gentlemen. The inside source here, college football week seven. Looking ahead to week eight today, Connor Mullins alongside Coy Oslin here in the KACU studio. And we are going to be looking forward to Arkansas football as well. We're going to have Alyssa Orange here on the podcast a little bit later. Coy, let's just jump right into this episode today. All right, Connor, I'm going to dive right into it. We're going to start hot Friday night, West Virginia at Houston, West Virginia. Of course, I said to you, they were steamrolling. Not too bad of a program that they've brought this year. They go into Houston. Houston, who has not won a Big 12 game this year since joining the Big 12. And let's just say stuff really started flying everywhere. Garrett Green performed well for West Virginia. 20 for 38, 391 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. They just got outdueled by this Houston offense. Uh, Donakin Smith... 21 for 27, 253 yards, four touchdowns. And Stephon Johnson, four receptions, 96 yards and two touchdowns. And, of course, as many people probably heard, Houston wins 41-39 on a 49-yard Hail Mary. First Big 12 win for the school. West Virginia, they haven't lost hope, in my opinion. They're still kind of in that hunt. If you could say this was one of those losses you see a good team have every now and then, they have to beat OU, and that's Probably not going to happen if they wanted to hang in in the Big 12. But nevertheless, this school, in my opinion, they are bowl-bound, and that's good for them. I think they, you know, were they two, one or two wins short of a bowl game right now. So good for them. I'm really excited to see what their future holds at West Virginia. Connor, what do you got for me? I mean, that, yeah, that was a great game to pick. I got Colorado and Stanford. Oh I mean, this was so funny. Isn't this just hysterical? I Stephen mean, A. this morning said it was a disgrace. Why are we watching First Take? Uh, Twitter. Okay. Fair enough. Middle-aged men are the only people who watch first take and Joseph Chapa. But uh, 46-43 Stanford win here in double overtime. Colorado, I think, was up 29-0, if I'm not mistaken. And then they lost it. Yeah. Was it? Did they ever score more after that? I didn't really check. Well, yeah, they would have had to. The final yeah, score yeah. was 46-43. Yeah, okay. No, uh, yeah, that game was yeah. wild. That was insane. Shador was great. I mean, 400 yards, five touchdowns, and a pick. Colorado's defense just got torched in the end. Travis Hunter and Xavier Weaver were phenomenal. As I think they, they put are. up. Yeah, they had like 270 yards combined. This defense just sucks. Yeah, they're just not good. They had four touchdowns between them. Ashton Daniels on the other side, the Stanford quarterback, who had a pretty rough game against Sacramento State a few weeks ago. He had four touchdowns, no turnovers. I mean, he was played a very clean game. Uh, Pac-12 is wild right now. I mean, there there were a lot of upsets this weekend. Uh, within the Pac-12, we thought it was a top-heavy conference with you know USC and Oregon, but now we're seeing Washington rise to the top, and that's my uh, third game that I'll get into here in a minute. Coy, what do you got for me next? Yeah, just to tack on real quick to what you said: nineteen in the third quarter for Stanford and seventeen in the fourth, ten in overtime. So I mean, just a second. Colorado's team. defense. Yeah, but I want to give this to Coach Sanders, Coach Prime. This is still a very Don't successful Don't worry, season this is a them. success. Yeah. This team sucked last year. You're, yeah. You're taking the worst program in the Pac-12, which includes Stanford and Cal. Exactly. And turn them into a four-win club right now. So, yeah. Sorry, I mean, baseball we, terms. No, right yeah, there, just to yeah. go into that. Um, I mean, Arkansas was only won like two games the first year of Pittman. They won nine the next year. So it's very possible that Colorado has a very like great year next year and gets into that top 25 at the end of it. And so I don't think there's anything to be worried about if you're Colorado. That's just a really frustrating and disappointing loss, a game they should have won. Next game for you, Coy. All right. Well, we're going to turn the page and go to the ACC, really the Big East if we're going to talk about it. 
Number 14, Louisville, the shock of the season, goes to Pitt. Pitt, who is just ick this year. And Pitt turns on the Jets. Now let's start with Louisville. Jack Plummer had an odd stat line. Okay, 350. I've heard that name. Where is he from? Do we know? I don't remember. You can look it up if you'd like to. I'll look it up. 350 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. However, that was on a 29-for-52 passing attack for this young quarterback. Um, Louisville just looked out of it in this one. They led 21-14 to at half. And Christian, uh, Christine, whoa, I cannot say his name. Velo, I'm believing, is his last name. The quarterback for Pitt, excuse me on that. Christian Velo, I believe, goes 12 for 26, 200 yards, two touchdowns, his first start, so not too bad for him. Pitt didn't look crazy. They just looked effective. This is is a turning point for them, I think. I think they've kind of found a groove after this game, and there's no telling what you can do after that. 86-yard pick, though, for MJ Devonshire late in the game, pick six. Uh, Good for him on that one. So all I got to say in closing on this one, this puts Miami out of the driver's seat. This puts Louisville, and now UNC, in my yeah. opinion, is the clear number two to FSU. Yeah. Mac Brown has built something, and I am excited to see what it's going to be. And I, I'm very happy for him because I think it's hilarious. I love Mac Brown. Yeah, he's awesome. How I can mean, you hate him? No, you really can't. Best I mean, part I about UT. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for them and their program. But Plummer played at Purdue for two years, was at Cal, uh, and then now he's at Louisville. So that's I guess yes, I don't I, know what Cal, I know his Cal. name from. Maybe I yeah, know maybe him from Cal. Cal. Yeah, okay. We've probably mentioned him last year. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway, this game was also insane in the Pac-12. Wazoo ranked number 19 going into this game against Arizona, and they get absolutely blown out. 44 to 6 against the Wildcats. I don't know what happened, to be honest, because Wazoo's stats compared to theirs were pretty solid. They just had three shutout quarters after the first. Uh, I take that back. It was the other game I'm thinking about where it was flipped. This game was just a beat down the whole way. 26 first downs for Arizona, 12 for Wazoo. Uh, Total yards, 516 for Arizona, 234 for Wazoo. Cameron Ward did not. Play a very clean game in this one. There are a couple of turnovers that they had. Is Arizona just better than we think? Because they played USC close a couple weeks ago. I think that they're there. They're, they they're played, really they, good. They're there. They're yeah. not. They could get a bowl game if they wanted, maybe. But yeah, they're not there yet. But where they, where, where this program is, where Colorado is, where Utah is, what that's going to bring to the Big Twelve next year. Oh yeah, I'm I mean, really happy for really, that conference. You have really filled strong. the holes that you've lost with OU and Texas very well. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Back to this game. This is insane. I yeah. mean, twenty six first downs for Arizona the whole game, twelve <laughs> for Washington State. So the time of possession, thirty eight minutes for Arizona, twenty one. Just for an Wazoo. embarrassing loss. Just for embarrassing. Wazoo. I mean, I don't know what happened to them. I guess they were just kind of reeling after that UCLA game, and uh, hopefully they can bounce back this week. But we'll see. Koi, your next one up. Yeah. Uh. Well, uh, no shocker to anyone. We're going to FCS. We're going to the Big Sky, the best conference in it. We're going to talk about the Idaho Vandals for the third time this year. Number ten, Montana goes into the Kibbe Dome, a sellout crowd. Montana started out hot. They led twenty to seven at half. Idaho. There's this old saying, and I hate to use it without context, but basically what it is is, hey. 
you lost you you lost the game because you ran out of time, which means you flipped the page in the second half. And they did. Idaho looked like their old selves in that second half, just got held off. I mean, just barely. Um, I do want to talk about this: a pitching catch from Clifton McDowell to Junior uh, Junior Bergen um, of Montana, seventy-six yard touchdown in the first quarter. That basically won the game for them. You take a bit, a bold risk like that, that can win you a ball uh, football game. And uh, this is a fun conference. I'm just really – I love everything that happens, and I watch it every week. And this wasn't a crazy score. There was nothing insane going on. This was just good old West Coast football. And I do want to note this. One, the Big Sky is an elite conference. Oh, it, it always has it been. It is. It always has been. I mean, I think ACU was trying to move to their conference before they went to the WAC. Up. And yeah. they didn't accept him because our football program is just not there. Anyway, they uh, tried yeah. they tried to merge the Big Sky and the WAC before ACU moved, and it didn't it didn't happen. Whew. So Idaho though next week number five or number well top five Montana State I don't know the ranking right now will go in to the Kibbe Dome again probably a sellout crowd. Once again Montana wins twenty three twenty one in that one, but I want to note there was a late block on the sideline from I believe <laughs> it was a Montana lineman, and that man lit up whoever it was from Idaho right into some media people I saw this video I think I I think it was on Sicko's committee shout out Sicko's have you seen the video the Rutgers football videographer that got just absolutely nailed oh god it was a great video too it was just funny college football is wild be safe out there guys Um, especially (laughs) you uh Alyssa Orange you'll be on our podcast later but anyway um anything else for you Corey in this game yeah, that's it for me, man. I'm excited. Idaho still looks really good. They, you know, that's the thing about FCS is you're never out of a title shot if you lose a regular season game, as long yeah. as you're good. So that Connor, might be a, that might be a fun question to ask our next guest. Is you know, have, do you have any crazy stories of getting absolutely nailed on the sidelines? I think that'd be fun to ask. Ran over, yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, every, no one forgets. Last year, almost got ran over by Xavier Gibson. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You did. Mm-hmm. And didn't he yell at you after? He did. No, yeah. He yelled at me during. During? Which is understandable. He was telling me to get out of the way, but mm, doesn't matter at this yeah, point. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Again, another Pac-12 school. It is getting blown out. Notre Dame against USC, 48-20 to in South Bend. I should have pulled this up I before. This. Yeah, I that was a good call. I should have pulled this up before the podcast, but I did see a video of a USC assistant coach spraying a water bottle. During yeah. practice, I, went, I think I sent it to you, of the players, and they were trying to hold on to the ball. I was like, what kind of training is that? You know, I know it's a, a rainy night in South Bend. I don't know if it wasn't Saturday. I wasn't able to watch this game, but Caleb Williams looked rough. Caleb Williams lost this game because of how much he has to work every week to make up yeah. for Lincoln Riley's defense. Yeah, I mean, it was really ugly for them. Uh, Caleb Williams, three interceptions. I don't think he is the Heisman winner. Oh, I, think no Penix, I think Michael Penix has a really good shot. Away. I think if OU wins out in the Big 12, that's a different story, but we'll, yeah, we'll leave maybe. that for now. You continue, Connor. Maybe you could say a guy from Michigan or Ohio State, I don't know. Maybe Marvin Harrison, yeah. but that's kind of rare. Uh, Indy is just better than we expected. I just think they have a very, very challenging schedule. I mean, they dropped a couple games, but they're battle-tested, and I think they should be ranked higher than they are right now. They're a team that I think could, could absolutely make some noise in the college football playoff. They nearly beat Ohio State. Uh, I think if they played an FSU or an OU or a UT, they'd probably beat them right now. I just think Sam Hartman is that good, and Notre Dame's defense is just that much better than everyone else's because of the personnel they have and the coaches they have. Uh, Again, uh, 23 first downs for USC. 
13 for Notre Dame. I mean, it's just kind of the flip of of what we saw in that other game with Wazoo and Arizona. Just those mistakes from USC were costly, yeah. and the defense couldn't hold them down the stretch, and they got absolutely blown out. All right, let, we, well, we got to talk about this game. But before a we get stat into it. I love to look at, and I've already said it, is first downs. Yeah. In this game, USC had 23 first downs, and Notre Dame had 13. And they still lost by 28. 20, 25 minutes, 25 seconds possession time for Notre Dame. 34-35 for USC. That's all I'm going to say right there. That says enough. Yeah. Just costly mistakes. Uh, Oregon and Washington, our game of the week. This was a phenomenal game. Everyone's. Uh, This was a great game. I'm really disappointed I wasn't able to watch it because of homecoming here. But 36-33 win for Washington. What what a game. Uh, Pac-12 championship game preview, most likely. Maybe. Uh, Unless USC somehow breaks into it. Um, Or in Oregon State. Or, you know, Utah sneaks in there. USC and Utah play this week. That'll be a really good one. But, I mean, Roma Dunsey and Jalen Polk were awesome. Uh, I mean, they combined for about 250 yards and three touchdowns. Penix, again, just torched that defense. Yeah. Four touchdowns, 302 yards. We were thinking that Oregon defense. I think we both picked Oregon in this one. Um, we thought, you know, Penix was going to struggle against that defense, and he did not. Uh, Adunze and Polk are part of the best wide receiver core in the country, aside from probably Ohio State. Yeah. Um, Oregon, honestly, again, didn't even play that bad. I mean, you just look at those first downs right here, and it's 31-24 to 24 in favor of Oregon. Time of possession, very similar to Notre Dame and USC. 34-21 minutes for Oregon. 25-39 for Washington. This is a very tight game, a very exciting game, and uh, I'm go Washington, man. Yeah, I, seriously. I like their team. I picked against them, and I don't regret it necessarily for yeah. the sake of the game of picking. But God, seriously, good for them. I looked yeah. at the game late. I thought I wanted them to win. I looked at it late when I was working football, and I said, "Man, that uh, sucks. They're going to lose." And then I yeah. look, and they won. So yeah. I, and Oregon didn't play that bad. Bo Nix was still pretty solid. I mean, he had a couple touchdowns. had a, few, a couple hundred yards. I don't think he breached 300. But this was a great game. A really good weekend of college football. Yeah. Anything else before we go to break? All right. It's time for the lightning round. Oklahoma State beats Kansas at home. Not Kansas at home, but beats Kansas in Stillwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Illinois beats up on Maryland. Shock of the century right there. Beamer ball is bad. Ooh, Real bad. South Carolina is in a rough spot. Wake looks lost without Sam. They lose to Virginia Tech. TCU beats This was up. insane to me. Kendall yeah. Bryles, shout out to you for putting up 44. I miss you, man. Hey, I respect him. TCU beats up on BYU. 5-1 and one, Ohio loses to Northern Illinois. Huskies rolled through that one. It's a big weekend for Huskies. Apparently. Air Force beats Wyoming. They're now in control of their own fate out in the Mountain West and in the group of five, in my opinion. Missouri beats Kentucky on the road. The Michigan Horses are the band of the week. Boise loses to Colorado yeah, State. What the heck? Crazy stuff right what there, the Connor. Anyway. And here are the two that matter to me the most. JMU wins game six. They should be bowl-bound. They are not due to bowl restrictions. And the most shocking thing of the lightning round I learned this week, Marist wins their first game in school history versus San Diego. And I need to remind you, Marist is in New York, Poughkeepsie, New York, and San Diego is in San Diego, California. What the heck? They are in the same conference. So um, go Pioneer League 41 hours apart. 
for an FCS I mean, that's game. That's what we're going to see in uh, the ACC and the Big Ten and all that stuff in the hey, few years. FCS is doing it first, baby. FCS doing it first. So WAC did it first. WAC no, did do it yeah, first. Yeah, <laughs> Seattle, the Abilene. All right, we'll be right back after the break with our picks for the week. All right, we're back for our picks. Coy, how did you do this week? 33-24. I'm, I'm in the pits right now. Yeah, I mean, you it was a bad week one. for me, too. I got you by one, 34-23. Uh, I need to pull up my notes here. Give me one second so yeah. I can look at what game I beat you by. Um, it was Oregon that, that, Washington. It's probably pro- – no, because I picked, I picked Oregon. You did? Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh, Boise State. Oh, Notre Dame-USC. Did I pick? No, yeah. I picked USC. I picked Notre Dame. You picked USC. Yeah. So. Was that the? Or no, that would be a flip. I'm yeah, so be sorry. A flip. Hold up. Uh, FIU. FIU. Yes. Yep. Um, West Virginia, Colorado. Yeah. It, it probably doesn't matter to you guys. It just matters to us. But <laughs> for the sake of the game, Love yeah, the for game. the sake of the game. But uh, FCS upsets there were none this week, right? There were no F- FCS yeah. upsets this week. I, I don't think there were any. I don't think there FCS were any FCS FBS matchups. I know LSU is playing Army, but that's not FCS. That's no. just a weird matchup. That is independent football. All right, well, let's jump right into it. We AP got full update. Top four stay AP the same. Poll. Yeah, top four stay uh, the same. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and FSU at the top. Washington moves up two. OU drops one. Penn State drops one. UT. Draw, I mean, uh, rises up one as Oregon drops one, and UNC is in the top ten, moving up two from number 12. Bama stays at 11, nearly got beat by Arkansas, probably should have. We'll get into that more later. Oregon State up three, Ole Miss stays the same. Utah up two and Notre Dame up six. They continue to rise the polls. Yeah, Duke up, up one, Tennessee up two, USC drops eight from 10 to 18. LSU up three. Missouri finds their way back into the poll at 20. The one thing I want to note is I didn't even talk about the Tennessee A&M game, and I think the score was 20-13, to 13, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. in that one. A close game. Jimbo loses on the road again. I'm sure our guy David Nuno is pretty slow upset offense. about that one. Just slow offense. Not a pretty loss for A&M, and it just kind of dashes probably their SEC West hopes. But to round out the top 25, Louisville drops seven. Air Force, Tulane, and Iowa all new into the top 25 this week, if I'm not mistaken. And then UCLA drops seven. Who are the top five receiving? It was JMU, Clemson, Florida, and then Wazoo and Fresno State. Uh, the last two. Um, that drop out, yeah. Yeah, drop out. All right, and right after the break, we will be back for segment three of our podcast today with Alyssa Orange, the sports director of KNWA. And welcome in to segment three of our podcast today. We are here with Alyssa Orange, the sports director at KNWA. How are you doing today, Alyssa? I'm doing really well, guys. Excited to be on with you. Yeah, well, just to roll right into it, how long have you been at KNWA and what did you do before you were there? Sure. So I've been here since 2013, moved here to H.com Sports. I haven't said that in a long time. And, uh, working over there with David Robinette and that team for two years. I moved to Abilene in 2011 
Uh, before then, I was working in Tallahassee, graduated at, uh, from FSU in 2009, and um, grew up on the East Coast in Richmond, Virginia. So been a little everywhere. Okay, did you end up going to the University of Arkansas, did you say, or where you went to FSU? No, I did. I okay. am an FSU Got alum, it. which is a cool kind of Arkansas connection. So Chris Thompson is their yeah. Titans coach right now, yeah. and I covered him that one year uh, before he left at Abilene Christian. So That's awesome. Role. That's what a small world. Uh, anyway, Coy, you want to roll into that next one? Yeah, Alyssa, just um, just to introduce yourself a little bit. Obviously, you talked about your background, but how long have you been at KNWA, and you know what what exactly does your role entail? I guess what is your day to day at your job? Yeah, so my role has really um, evolved over the last um, eleven years. This is my eleventh football season, which is crazy to think about. I was here. You know, when Sam Pittman was the online coach. When he man, got what a tough 11 years. I'm sorry, but man, that's, that's, <laughs> it, that's a rough. It has, it, it has, you know, I try to block out the Chad Morris <laughs> years, uh, which can be tough. And, you know, there were some bright spots under Brett Bielema uh, before that kind of turned a different direction. And, you know, there's some things going on right now with the football program that you hope turn around. But luckily, um, the basketball team has been really fun to yeah, cover. Yeah, they've been phenomenal. Um, yeah, baseball, softball, soccer, track and field wins all the time. And so really outside of football, everyone else wins. So the football <laughs> team just needs to get it together, right? So, yeah. uh, so, but it's fun. And it's fun to just cover a college program. Uh, we're so unique in what we do where I am, where I am the sports department for the NBC and Fox in Fayetteville, Arkansas, but also um, for our NBC station in Little Rock. So I am in two different markets, strictly covering the Razorbacks. And you can do that in a place like Arkansas where they are the pro team. Everyone is a Razorback fan. Um, and I think, you know, you could get away with that in West Virginia and Nebraska or something like that. But you're not going to get away with that kind of coverage in Texas or Alabama or Mississippi or Oklahoma. But you can get away with it here, which makes our job really unique. So we cover the SEC. We cover the Razorbacks. And, um, you know, when I moved here, I was – I was just a reporter and then moved into the weekend anchor role, moved into the sports director role in 2020. Um, and so it's been really fun. I've watched the, the product evolve and grow. And we have a five person team that um, makes our coverage really strong. And I really enjoy it. I, I grew up on the East Coast, never in a million years. When I moved here from Abilene, you know, what got me at Arkansas, y'all are going to laugh. I was like, oh, green trees. <laughs> yeah, Coy and I both grew up here, like, so we well, know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And so my, you know, my boss was like, well, hold on now. Let me actually like tell you about the job first. And, um, you know, I thought I'd, I'd move and work there for a few years and make my way back to the East Coast. But, um, you know, you, you quickly fall in love with this place. If you get up here and yeah. met my husband and got married in 2016 and we have two kids. So I juggle being a mom, a wife and a, a TV personality. It's quite fun. Well, congratulations, uh, on your, on your husband and all the, all the life you have there in Arkansas. Coy is a huge Nebraska fan. So when you said Nebraska earlier, okay. you're speaking his <laughs> love language. I hope you know that. Yeah. But, uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a very it seems like the standard career trajectory for journalists in today's world. So it's really, really inspiring to see that and to see you move your way up. I've been watching picture. It feels like for forever now watching the ask Mike segments, watching Otis Kirk on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's really, yeah. it's, this is like really 
surreal, I think, for me to just like be talking to someone from awesome. KWA right now. But That's to cool. get into Arkansas hey, a little bit. What, yeah. I, yeah, I just want to let you know that Mike Irwin is the same human being on the TV as he is off the TV. That's awesome. That is That's awesome. him in a nutshell. So I mean, yeah. he's he's like he a legend up there. Yeah, he he's, he's, he's been, been there for the how long? For, well, he's been covering the Hogs for 45 years. Wow. He was at one station for a while. Yeah, and then um, then uh, they let him go, uh, and then we picked him up, and he's been with us. He was here. He started a year before I did. So, you know, Mike and I have been through a lot together. But yeah. he's from Morton, Texas, if you guys know where that is. I don't small know town, if I do. just kind of southwest of Lubbock, I believe. Okay. Small, small town. So he's a West Texas guy too at heart. That's cool. Well, mm-hmm. let's go into Arkansas. Obviously, they're they're two okay. and five on the year right now. It's year four of Sam Pittman. Been a lot of questions asked about him as well, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But what has been your impression of Arkansas season? Obviously, they're coming off a really really tough four game road stretch where, you know, no one in the country is playing four better teams than Ole Miss. LSU, Alabama, and AM and back to back to back to back. And Arkansas lost all four of those. And they were in each of those games. Sam Pittman's guys are yeah. fighting for him right now. But from your perspective in the role you're in, what has been your impression of this team? You know, it's it's been very interesting to cover this team because we had such high expectations heading into the season. With KJ Jefferson back, you've got Rocket Sanders back, you've got Dan Enos coming yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, you got a lot of weapons. Um, transferring in at wide receiver that you thought the offense was going to be not the issue. And the questions were, does this D line step up to the experience that they have? Does this secondary that was 131 and pass defense go anywhere, but up the worst thing in the country. Yeah, exactly. And so when you look at where we are right now, we're quite frankly, this defense is playing really, really well. And if you look at what they're allowing other SEC opponents to score versus their points per game average at the time, they are they are keeping these teams under their average. So they're playing really good defense. It's the offense that yeah. can't quite seem to get it together, whether that's Rocket Sanders. You know, he was injured for a little bit. He was out for two games. Came I think that's back a key part of the it. The Texas that A&M has to game. Be. Yeah. It really is. And, and you know, with Rocket, it just – it hasn't been easy. Nothing is easy for this offense right now. The offensive line is struggling. KJ Jefferson has no running lanes. He has no time in the pocket. Yeah. They were talking about trying to move the pocket, but you didn't see that against Alabama. So, you know, you've got new guys now who are really talented, but still acclimating to the speed of the SEC. And you're right. They have been in games. They're a talented group of, of football players and, even in Texas A&M, I think they hurt themselves a little bit too much offensively. You win the turnover battle in that game with three. You don't have any penalties, and you still lose that football game. You go there, and you go to LSU. If you just score or stop LSU once, you win that game. Yeah. You don't throw that interception at the end of the Ole Miss game. You could possibly win that game if you're able to kick a field goal and get in a field goal range and not get sacked at the end of the Alabama game. Oh, yeah. You could have tied that game, yeah. right? So. This was this is what's hard right now is Sam Pittman has been in 21 possession games and has won five of them. Yeah. So it it's, has been tough. Yeah. And so you look at this Arkansas team, and I understand that fans are frustrated, but what we saw against Alabama is good moving forward. It's a huge sign. It's a games. huge sign of success in my it opinion. It is. And so, and you're in look that. 
Sam Pittman isn't going to go anywhere after this year. That's no. my opinion. I don't think you fire a guy when he's gone to three and I straight agree. bowl games. I agree. So you just allow things to play out the way that they play out. There's still four more opportunities or five more opportunities to win four more games and become bowl eligible. And, you know, you look around nationally, Arkansas is struggling and there are other teams that are struggling too. I mean, Brandon Marcello made a comment that there are going to be really good SEC teams that go six and six. It's just how the league is right now. That's a good point. So um, you look at from those perspective, um, you know, is Arkansas where they want to be? Absolutely not. No one is happy with two and five right now, oh and four in the SEC, but there's still an opportunity for them to find some success here in the stretch. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think it's been the offensive line that's been really holding them back this year. Sam Pittman said from day one that he wants to win in the trenches. That's where this team starts. And going into this year, it seemed like there was a ton of talent on this roster. And I still think the offensive line is incredibly talented. It's just they're young. And so from your perspective, what what have you seen from the offensive line? And what do you think has actually been the issue within that group? I know there's been an injury to Devon Manuel, their left tackle, and he's battled some injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that AM game, we saw their defensive line just absolutely dominate the Arkansas offensive line. And KJ can't be KJ, quite frankly, because of the <laughs> some of the struggles yeah. that they've had. So within that group, what are you seeing right now? Well, I think that you're just trying to get guys to gel together as a unit because you have Bo Lemmer playing center for the first time. You have Brady Latham right now. And honestly, with Brady Latham, I think it's a confidence thing. A little bit shaken up. And you're moving them around and you're a captain and you are over here. You know, there's just a lot going on mentally. And sometimes people don't think about like, what is this kid going through Monday through Saturday, you know, Sunday through Friday before game days. And then they're trying to move people around. You have Patrick Kudis, who is really talented, but he's just a sophomore. I mean, Tykes Crawford isn't even traveling with this team. And so I think from that point of view, you've got a lot of people who are still just trying to find their way. Bo Limmer is just trying to find his niche at center because I think that's where his success lies post-Arkansas. But the depth hasn't developed the way you thought it was going to. And that's on the coaches. You've got to develop these guys. Tyke Crawford has been around for how long? I mean, I remember talking about him as a recruit. Yeah, he went to Charlotte because he fell through the cracks. Didn't happen. Yeah. Exactly. Went through. Well, so he was a recruit. Some things happened. Yeah. Couldn't come to Arkansas. Ended up going to Charlotte. They came back in the transfer portal. And it just. And he got tons of offers. Exactly. So we're just kind of waiting for those guys to finally let it but until then it's been a little shaky yeah i mean obviously here's my opinion i think they're at two and five right now but they have a very very manageable back half of the schedule with the likes of auburn which i think is a winnable game at home they got mississippi state this week at home for homecoming they've got a missouri team who is pretty good but i think they will beat them and they've got an fiu team that is beatable as well and they go to the swamp that one's up in the air for me for you, if you are allowed to say, uh, what are your expectations sure. for you know the rest of this year, and where do you think Arkansas will end up? Well, I think I think you're right. I think that you've got winnable games with Mississippi State and Auburn. Missouri is always a toss up, but here's the deal: I don't care what Arkansas fans say about this not being a rivalry. You haven't beaten Missouri until you game. win. Yes. 
So, so at the end of the day, until you beat them, they have the upper hand. And so I'm going to count that one as a loss. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably true. And then you go to Florida, a place you've never won at, even if Florida is down, you just haven't won in Gainesville. And so, um, I think that's a loss. Well, the problem with that is that gets you to five and seven. Yeah. So you have got to find a way to win at Florida or at Missouri at the end of the year here in Fayetteville. And I think the easier one is probably here in Fayetteville with Missouri being yeah. a play the season's over when you make a bowl game. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree with that. Missouri always seems to have her number just like A&M. And those games always just make – I'm sure they make you upset as well as an Arkansas reporter because they just never win those games. And it's just frustrating to see Arkansas going to that environment and just not able to pull it out. But there's also a very real possibility that they don't win another game this year aside from FIU. And if that were to happen, what do you expect Sam Pittman to do at the end of the season? I Again, I agree with you. People calling for his head right now just are – they're just trying to talk on Twitter. They, they just think they have a voice. Mm-hmm. I think Otis Kirk said yesterday. They're just a little emotional. Okay. Yeah, they're emotional, and they, they should be. I mean, it's hard mm-hmm. when these last 11 years, you know, 15 years, have been as, you know, troublesome as they have been at Arkansas. Since Petrino left, it's just not been the same. So, say Arkansas does go 3-9. and nine. What, what do you think Arkansas football can expect to see moving forward? Um... You know, I think there's going to be a lot of off-season conversations that are going to be tough. I think those conversations happen with your offensive line coach and with Dan yeah. Enos. Yeah. And I know that you're really good friends with Dan Enos, but you have to see if this is going to work. Now, we also know, which I'm, I hate to put this out there in the universe, J.J. Jefferson still has one more year of eligibility. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Rocket I totally Sanders, thought he was done. Yeah. He's not. He's got one more. We just thought he was going to go to the league after this yeah, year. You have Rocket yeah. Sanders, who most likely will probably enter the draft. Yeah. So I don't think he should because he just hasn't had the year he thought that he was going to. There's an also strong possibility that if things just don't go according to plan the last five games, you might see some people enter the transfer portal. It's the world that we live in. Yeah. And so, you know, if that happens, where does that leave you? Well, You've got Colby Criswell already on campus as your backup. And you've and got really Malik good. Singletary. They're both very really good. good. Malachi, yeah. Malachi Singletary. So your quarterback position is pretty good. You have the horses in your running back room. They are good too. So um, people might freak out. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I think that if they don't win another game outside of FIU, buckle up for a really ugly offseason. Yeah. And I just hope you guys are baseball fans. Because yeah. just walk out football. Well, thankfully, and go pay attention to what the baseball team is doing. Yeah, thankfully, Coy and I both are. We're big Texas Rangers fans, and we're right. well, best of we're, we're really hoping they pull it out. But no, uh, I I hope so too. Yeah. I um, I am a Dodgers fan. I'm heartbroken, man, but I hate the Astros. So yeah, best as you of should. Luck to you, as you should. <laughs> well, thank you for answering those questions. We've got a couple more for you. Yeah. I mean, sure. um, Alyssa, turning and looking at the professional side of things, I know we, we talked a little bit about climbing that ladder in journalism. But for you, I mean, not not asking about if you're trying to go anywhere else, but in your opinion, you know, <laughs> where where do you see yourself in your career? What are you what are your goals that you still have left for yourself? Sure. Um, you know, it's funny because that answer changes. Right. If you'd asked me when I was 25, I'd have a completely different answer for you. 
Um, but now it's really just finding that flexibility. I've been um, really fortunate to have bosses who understand that uh, I am a mom and there are priorities there, but I'm also dedicated to my job and to our product. And so finding that balance where I get to do both and be successful in both is important. And where I can, whenever I can find that, I think that's what's going to make me ultimately happy. Um, you know, whether that's staying with um, the local television um, road long-term or, you know, after a certain point, seeing if there are other options. You know, my husband is also in this world. Yeah, he, he works for Hogs, Hogs Plus, right? Yeah. Hogs Plus, yeah. So he runs Hogs Plus. So we're both in this world. We actually have a, um, like, happy hour with the basketball coaches thing they're hosting tonight. So it's funny. I get to go, like, as his wife and, like, That's take awesome. my reporter hat off. Um, and just be like, I'm Sawyer Rather's wife. I am not Alyssa Orange today. Um, but uh, we're both in the world. And I think, you know, he's from here. We've put roots down here. And so, you know, here is home now for me. What that looks like from a professional standpoint, um, not 100% sure. But I've always had, um, you know, the path open to me at the right time. And so I'm going to keep continuing to trust that path. Hmm. That's really good advice. Well, we want to let you go, but how can people find your stuff <laughs> sure. on social media? And is there anything else you want to share before you go today? Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I guess you guys can follow me on Twitter or X. It's still going to be Twitter for me <laughs> forever. Um, I'm just at Alyssa orange, pretty easy. Um, I have an Instagram, but I'm not going to lie. I'm really bad at it. So you probably don't want to follow me there. Uh, but no, this has been fun guys. Hey, best of luck to you. I think some advice for you. Um, you guys are blessed to have so many options in terms of where you can take your career after you graduate. So have an open mind, whether that's local TV or radio or broadcasting or podcasts or whatever platform that is. Um, always be open to new ideas and being open to go anywhere. If there's a job in Bozeman, Montana, take it. It's a sports job. Go Bob. Enjoy Kitts. Montana for two years. Yeah. And you know, then, then move on. So, um, that's always been my big advice is just to be open to, um, you know, all the opportunities that kind of come your way. And then, uh, if you guys are ever up in Fayetteville, let us know. We'll give you a tour. We'll, we'll get you to a Razorback something. I'll be up there for the ACU Arkansas game in December. So maybe, maybe we'll, okay. maybe we'll work something out, but I really do That's appreciate, great. appreciate you coming on today and best of luck to you in Fayetteville. Yeah, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. We'll be right back after the break. All right, we're diving right into picks. Middle Tennessee on the road at Liberty. Give me LU. They're going to roll straight through the CUSA. Give me Liberty as well. But going back to our calm law days, man, with uh, that Liberty president, what's his name, that got in the court case? I, I do not remember. remember at all. That was a funny case, though. Uh, give <laughs> me Liberty. Um, Western Kentucky going on the road to Jacksonville State. This is a tough one, but I'm going with Western. I'm going to take Jayville on this one at home. Okay. I, I honestly think that can go either way. Uh, some really good Conference USA matchups to start this week. Here's a Sunbelt one, though. South Alabama, Southern Miss. South Alabama's had a rocky start to the year. I'm going with South Alabama, though. Yeah, give me South Alabama in that one, too. All right, Wednesday, 
FIU at Sam. Give me Sam. Give me Sam. I want Sam Houston. This is a bad game. I mean, both teams are looking for their first conference win, and I, I hate to do that to Sam. I hate to feel bad for Sam, but I think that they kind of dejected themselves with those first few games this year. No, I agree. But, I mean, the, Sam is 0-3 yeah. in the CUSA, and FIU is 0-4. So there, I, we just have to say that's the not game of the week. Uh, it's on Wednesday. I think Sam gets their first win of the year. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't think FIU is very good. They got a home game. This is their game to win, in my opinion, and I think they'll get it done. UTEP, New Mexico State, I'm going with NMSU. I'm also going to take NMSU. I went back and forth on this one. Hey, Connor, this is a rivalry game for the Silver Spade, these two teams. Uh, what a name. Mining-related trophy, I'm going to assume. All right, Rice at Tulsa in Oklahoma. Give me Rice. Really? I'm going to take Rice. JT Daniels. They've been so hit or miss this year, though. I think this is a hit because so is Tulsa. I'm going so with Tulsa. The math Let's to me it. says, Let's yeah. Let's flip it. Okay. The math to me says that this is a Rice game. All right. Okay. JMU at Marshall. Great matchup. Great matchup here. I'm going JMU. Yeah, give me JMU ESPN in this one. also at 6 p.m. Come on. Uh, Friday, SMU and Temple. SMU the whole way. Oh, absolutely. This is our game of the week right here. Uh, Penn State and Ohio State. Uh, I'm going Ohio State. Yeah, 11 o'clock. You don't have to watch any football after this. You're not required to. No, you're not. Uh, give me Ohio State, and I think it's a blowout. Really? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it almost every I year. I feel it like is. it is a. I feel like it is a Kentucky Georgia esque blowout. <laughs> well, that's probably fair in my. That's yeah. That's that's a good call. Uh, UCF and OU. Wouldn't it be so funny if OU lost this game? That would be hilarious. I think it would happen too. There is but a bit I'm going of a, with OU. Yeah, there's a bit of a story there. Obviously, a quarterback having to play his old team, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. give me Oklahoma in that one. All right, Commander's Cup game. Love it. Air you. Force and Navy. Give me Air or Force. Commander in Chief trophy, I mean. Yeah, give me Air Force in that one, obviously. All right. I didn't even, I for, completely forgot to call this game at the beginning. Uh, Mississippi State and Arkansas. I think. Arkansas will get their first SEC win this week. They, I know, in all, in all honesty, they have to. Uh, this is a game Sam Pittman needs to win, like badly needs to win after a horrible road stretch of games. It's homecoming. I mean, like they're they're coming off a really rough road stretch. They got a bye week next week. They got to get some momentum coming in to that bye week. And uh, I'm going Arkansas. Yeah, give me the Razorbacks also in this one. Uh, Nebraska's getting Northwestern at home. Last time we played Northwestern at home, it was a blowout. We uh, we we dominated, and to me, I I'm excited for this week because it's always a fun time. So give me Nebraska in this one. Give me Nebraska as well. Rutgers in Indiana. I'm going with Rutgers. Yeah, give me Rutgers. They're gonna cover the spread again. By more than five. By right. more than five. Uh, BC and Georgia Tech. We have too much fun with that each week. Um, I'm going Georgia Tech. I yeah. trust Haynes King in that one. Georgia Tech. Connor, we got. I got to talk real quick. No, we are worry. stumbling through this podcast. We, we really are. ALCS game two happening while we're recording. Hey, go Rangers. Uh, go Rangers. Uh, no trash talking. That was talking. an insane not, last yeah, out. Not but. trash talking Houston. Just go Rangers. I don't like to trash talk at all. Connor knows that. So, yeah. All right. Keep rolling through. Keep rolling through. But right. what we just saw, just so we can explain it for the listeners, it was yeah, no uh, Eovaldi 
just threw a gem of a pitch on a ground ball to I think it was Young or was it? It was, Bre- it was Bregman Seager? Bregman to Young. Bregman to Young for an out for the last out of the inning. Bases, Bases were loaded. loaded. No outs. <laughs> that was insane. So yeah, that that's what we're dealing Ooh, with here. Sorry. Anyway, Stra- we're both big. Coy is a huge Rangers fan. I'm a big one as well, but. Baylor Cincinnati. I like this matchup right I here. I love this one. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a really good one. I think Baylor gets the win on the road. Yeah, give me the Bearcats in this one. Um, oh, you're going I'm with switching Cincinnati. On you. Yeah, okay. I tricked you on that, didn't uh. I? Yeah, I said Bear. I was going to pause when I said yeah. it. I planned this last night, but I didn't. I forgot. So give me the Bearcats in this one. Good uh, one. At you got home, me laughing. At home. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me Cincy in this one. Memphis on the road at UAB. Give me Memphis. This is a good matchup, I think. Uh, but I think Memphis is a good team. They're probably better than 4-2. and two. They've been in a lot of close games. Give me Memphis. Yeah. Western Michigan, Ohio. Matchup of the week right here. Nah, uh, give me Ohio. Yeah, give me Ohio in this one. Oh, God, this is a really this bad is game. My, this is my not game of the week. This is my – this is not a dig at anyone involved in this game and or in these programs. It is just the circumstance given. ECU favored by seven at home against Charlotte, both one and five. I'm actually going to take Charlotte in this one. I like how they performed against Florida earlier okay. this year. Okay. Um, I'm taking EC. I – just because they're the home team, there's yeah. no real reason. Both teams are pretty bad. Uh, ULM and Georgia Southern. I'm going Georgia Southern. I trusted you. Yeah, I'm taking Georgia. I'm taking Georgia Southern too. Bowling Green and Akron. I'm going Bowling Green. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Bowling Green. There's that team for some reason. I've been seeing like a lot of posts about their like locker room, and those guys have a lot of fun. So give me, give me, uh, give me Bowling Bowling Green. Yeah, this is a good one here. I think this is a game Wazoo could win. Maybe not. We'll see. But Wazoo going on the road to Eugene to take on Oregon. Both teams coming off some really, like, heartbreaking losses last week. Both teams want to win. This will be a good one at 2.30 on ABC, but I'm going to Oregon. Yeah, I – so I, I have this theory, Connor. I'm not trying to delay these picks here. No, you're good. But I have this theory, and I always like to talk about it. The Pac-12 will always eat itself up. However, in this one, Wazoo is on skids right now. So yeah. give me give me, give me, me Oregon in this one. Yeah, that's a team that's reeling. Tennessee-Alabama, great matchup. Yeah, rivalry I'm going to take – I'm really tempted to take Tennessee just from what I saw of Bama last week, but I think Saban's going to light a fire under his team this week to make sure they win, so I'm going to go with Bama. Yeah, I, mm, I I went back and forth a lot. Yeah. Give me Bama right now, though. I just think that's the safest choice, but I would not be surprised at all if Tennessee wins, um, especially after what happened last year in Knoxville when uh, Tennessee walked it off. But South Carolina and Mizzou – I'm going with Mizzou. Yeah, I'm taking Mizzou. South Carolina is reeling right now. Yeah, good for them. Um, I absolutely despise their program, but anyway, North Texas and Tulane. Give me Tulane. Yeah, old rivalry game apparently did not know this. Give me Tulane. That makes sense. Minnesota, Iowa. Give me Iowa in the top 25. Iowa in the top 25. Shout out our guy Zach Carlisle, the big Iowa guy. Yeah, we'll have him on. Have him on here here. in a few weeks. For a specific game. Very specific game, but uh, six and one for Iowa this year, pretty good year. All right, Bielema gets to face his his old team once again. Wisconsin goes on the road oh God, at Illinois. This is gonna be ugly, man. Um, Wisconsin they should is not favored by so two bad. and a half. I, I want to yeah. put that on the record real quick. Give me Wisconsin. I think they'll win, but it's just gonna be an ugly dogfight, in my opinion. Um, we already picked Northwestern, Nebraska. 
This is a really bad game. Give, so I'm just give, gonna do it. give me Big East football. Big East football. South Florida at UConn. Yeah. At UConn. I want God, that on. That's such future a future Big trip. Twelve yeah. team. UConn. <laughs> uh, I'm going USF. Yeah, I'm gonna take USF too. All right, Pitt goes to Wake Forest in this one. I'm going to take Pitt in this one, actually. I think that they found taking, they yeah. found a groove in this one. I'm Wake taking Forest. Pitt as well. I don't yeah. think Wake is very good. Um, I'm going to – I think I originally wrote Wake, and I don't – going to be honest, I don't really know why. Yeah. Um, OSU and West Virginia. I'm going West Virginia. I like what they're doing right now. they got a good team. Uh, I think they'll win this one at home. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to take West Virginia also. OK State, they, they're finding their groove finally. Uh, I love Mike Gundy. I love this school. I really almost went there. Um, but a little lore for so you. So did Max Preston. So the did old almost ACTV everybody. Guy. Yeah. Um, the Max Preston. The Max Preston. So the, like first, yeah. first one of them. Anyway. All right. We keep getting on tangents. I know, Give me we West do. Virginia. Central Michigan at Ball State. Give me Central Michigan. Give me Central as well. Ball State one and six. All right. The Rangers just hit a triple. Yes. Double? Triple. Okay. Anyway. Eastern Michigan. Northern Illinois. Give me Northern. Yeah, give me Northern in that one, too. They're rolling. Eastern Michigan got the better record. Buffalo at Kent State, another rough one. But, hey, give me Buffalo. Give me Buffalo as well. UT and Houston, I love this matchup, but give me UT. They're First conference game for these two since 1993. Wouldn't it be so funny if Houston won? Houston could definitely win They this could game. definitely win this game, but give me Texas, man. Yeah. This is a good matchup. This Some action right here. This is I'm a, hey, I'm going to give it to him. Toledo and Miami, Ohio. I'm going yeah. with Miami, Ohio. I, they're the home team. Give me them. Give me Miami, Ohio. I don't know if that's right, but we'll see. Group of five game of the week right here. Absolutely. Yeah. I am pro um, Toledo in this one. I like Toledo. I think it'll be close. We'll see what happens. But yeah. um, two teams at the top of the, the conference right now. UTSA, FAU. Give me Boy, UTSA. UTSA, man. Uh, give me UTSA. Man, They just this year has not been good for them. I'm just going to keep doing it. This is a really bad game. Hawaii, New Mexico. Uh, I couldn't pick it, Connor. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I know. Uh yeah, give what's, me New Mexico. Yeah, what's your move here? Uh, g- give me Hawaii, I guess. I, I that's a game that I don't know. I don't know who's gonna win that one. Virginia, North Carolina. Give me North Carolina. Yeah, rivalry game apparently. South's oldest rivalry. Um, okay, whatever that means. Yeah. Give Give me U- UNC in this one on the CW. Ole Miss, Auburn. Auburn's still looking for their first SEC win as well. They're at home. I think this is a game they could win, but I think Ole Miss's offense will be too much for their defense. So give me Ole Miss. Give me Ole Miss also. Tech and BYU. BYU staying in Texas this week. Oh wait, no, they're going back home to Utah. That kind of doesn't make any sense at all. But yeah. whatever. Give me BYU. Yeah, uh, I give think me they bounce back. Give me BYU in this one too. TCU on the road at K State. I'm going to take TCU in this one. This is a tough. Tough pick for me. I'm, I I just think TCU takes it. Yeah, that's a tough one for me as well, but I did pick TCU. I think their offense is starting to kind of come together a little bit, um, and I think they'll win this one on the road. App State, Old Dominion. Good game here. Give me App State. Yeah, give me App State too. ODU fresh to the, to the scene here in this one. Uh, Coastal and Arkansas State. Give me Coastal. Arkansas State's not any good. Coastal needs a win. Yeah, I think Coastal needs a win here, too. Arkansas State, they've been all over the place this year. Give me yeah. Coastal in this one. Colorado State, UNLV. I like UNLV a lot. 
primarily because of the Arkansas ties there. They, they're having a good year. They're 5-1. and one. Yeah. Give me UNLV. Yeah, there's a lot of hype there. I took Colorado State in this one just for the sake of an upset. Yeah, they might as well. Yeah. I, but that would be awesome if UNLV Absolutely. wins this game and they get to a bowl game. That would be huge for Barry Odom in that program. Uh, Utah State and San Jose State here. Give me SJSU, yeah, I, I guess. I took, I I took the know. Aggies. Yeah. So give me Utah State. Okay. Um, all right, Paul big, Bunyan's big game. Trophy. This, this needs it. This needs it. Michigan and Michigan State here. Uh, give me Michigan. It's a rivalry game. I know Michigan State's on the skids. This would be a big win this for the guys huge. in that they program. They seem to always play well in this game, always turn up for it. But Michigan's a monster this year. Yeah, they really are. Give me the Wolverines. And we'll have our guy Hutton Harris, who's a Michigan fan, on a little bit later this year. Duke and Florida State, great game. I think Duke is probably third in the ACC right now behind North Carolina. Uh, I'm going with FSU. Yeah, I am going to go with FSU too. Duke, uh, man, they've lost their momentum, but yeah, uh, still is, a successful. Is Riley Leonard back? I haven't even checked. I actually haven't checked okay. either. Anyway, Army LSU. Professional journalist. <laughs> yeah, we're so good at this. Uh, give me LSU. LSU, obviously, blow-off game right here for them, but not a blow-off game for anybody. Yeah. Two teams that really need to win this game. Yeah. Utah, USC. Yeah, title implications, conference title, and, you know, honestly, if the season continues the way it is, CFP implications, really. Yeah. Give me give me USC in this one. I think they rebound at home. Yeah, I think they do, too. If this um, were in Utah, I think this would be a different story. I'm pretty sure we said last week that Cam Rising is still going to be out yeah. for this game, so I think USC wins it comfortably. Clemson, Miami. Miami needs a win. I think they get it done at home. Give me Miami. Yeah, I uh, I feel like Clemson's actually going to take this one. I feel like Miami's kind of in a rough spot right now. So uh, g- give me Clemson in this one. Heard a lot of flips this week, but it'll yeah. be good. Yeah, and I, I think Mario Cristobal's team, I just want to say this real quick, not for the sake of dragging this out, yeah. but I think they're going to be one of these teams that either has to win out or if they lose one game, they'll lose a lot of games. And that's just the way it's going to be for them. So turning the page, Georgia State at Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. Give me Georgia State. Give me Georgia State as well. Nevada, SDSU. Nevada's really bad. Give me SDSU. Yeah, give me San Diego State in that one, too. Arizona State at Washington. Washington the whole way. They're going to blow them out. Absolutely. And to wrap this up before we go into our last segment, UCLA and Stanford. Wouldn't it be awesome if Stanford wins again, but give me UCLA. Yeah, give me UCLA. I, uh, I'm all in on that. That wraps up our picks for this week. Right after the break, we'll be back for our final segment. Arkansas, Nebraska, and ACU. All right, and for the last segment of our podcast today, we've already talked about Arkansas quite a bit. So, Coy, I'll let you get going first with Nebraska. I, I have nothing really to say. Uh, the West is trash, as it always has been. Uh, we got to keep the ball rolling like we have. Malachi Coleman, who is maybe the most notable offensive get for this school prospect-wise, uh, he is officially a starter, which is just really cool for him. And Matt Rule, someone posted a picture of him at a high school homecoming talking to some players. So, you know, I love the guy. He's just out in the community being a dude, recruiting locally, getting those guys. Connor? The only other thing I want to add about Arkansas is they had 250 yards against Bama last week, which is the lowest number of any opponent Bama has played this year aside from Middle Tennessee State. If there's anything you can say about this offense and how bad it's been, it's that right there. They were in this game. They had a chance to win in Bama and did not get it done. 
it's just really frustrating, and they really need to win this week badly. Um, ACU got a win. They played really well, I yeah. thought. The defense did at least. Yeah. The offense struggled. But, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Five turnovers for the defense on homecoming on Saturday. Kohili getting two interceptions. The junior linebacker from Iowa Park, which we covered his high school game when he was in the playoffs. I believe mm-hmm. you were there. Um, doing stuff for ACU TV. ACU's got SFA this week. That's always a battle. Um, that's going to be a really tough matchup. And that'll say a lot about where this team is at. I like where ACU's at right now. I think yeah. I think they got a good team. They just had a beast of a schedule. You got a bright future with this team. And, yeah. Uh, Keith Patterson's offense, it just – I know it's not his offense, yeah, but what he's built – But just, his defense is so great, yeah, you know? I just can't get over it. I really love his defense. Yeah. Those guys, man, they're explosive. They're exciting. And you were on the sidelines. You saw it all. I saw it all. I wasn't on the sidelines getting to report. I was doing the grunt work that makes yeah. the gets the job done. So, yeah, that being said, ACU didn't deserve this one, but a big – Big rest of the year coming up for oh, yeah. ACU. You've got a chance to end the year strong, so why not do it? Connor. Woo pig suey, baby. Yeah, go big red. Go Rangers. Go all of it, man. <laughs>